Today on The Run of Things, I'm joined by Chris. Chris is the founder of Suds Johnson. Chris, thanks very much for joining me. How are you keeping? Good, Dave. Thanks for having me. Very good. Uh, good, good, good. Chilling here this morning, just trying to get my thoughts together, but uh, that's that's the normal run of things, you know? What What is a normal week for you like now? At the moment, like I say, ever since we kind of went into lockdown, obviously I haven't been doing markets, which would have been my regular kind of routine is getting in front of customers and getting good feedback and kind of seeing what people like face to face you know and I guess that all changed then when we went into the lockdown so my normal week which is now my new normal (laughs) isn't necessarily where I was say um maybe last month last year you know so what I'd normally kind of get up to now is obviously I'm plugging all my stuff on social media I'd be, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter, which kind of, I'm, I'm just easing and dipping my toes back into Twitter. Yeah, um, it's, a love, but, it's a love-hate relationship yeah, I, with Twitter, yeah. Yeah, like, to be honest, I've, uh, say, over the last couple of days, I've been doing positive tweets. So anytime I kind of went on to it, I was like, geez, there's so much hate on this. And it's kind of, it just kind of riled me a little bit. And I was like, Do you know what? I'm just going to do what I kind of feel is right and put something positive out there. So I've just been tweeting positive stuff. I haven't really been tagging anybody. It, is. Or yeah, it's, it's a, it can become a very toxic platform, especially if something's after happening or we've, we've all fed up talking at this stage with the whole the politics thing with Donald Trump and stuff like that. Like, you know, it just became a very toxic platform. But, um, but yeah, no, like they're starting to change it a good bit. Thankfully, like, you know, they're introducing new features and, new controls and new um you know being a bit more authoritative over what kind of content goes onto it so hopefully that will change it but before we go too far into it maybe give an explanation of what it is you do what is suds johnson for anyone listening well suds johnson in terms of the products that i put together are all vegan friendly natural skincare products so it ranges anywhere from soaps uh, solid shampoos to deodorants and moisturizers so it's all kind of aimed at anybody that is looking after the environment uh, that's more like my kind of background would be like activity based so that's kind of maybe my target audience is somebody that cares about the environment but is also a little bit active as well and how, so, and how did you get into this how, how where did your whole idea came up come up from um well it was selfish in, in <laughs> nothing wrong with that <laughs> no nothing wrong with that but um saying that like i have eczema on my hands and now it's actually cleared up fairly good but if you go back a couple of years it would have been on my hands my feet the inside of my elbows back of my knees and it was partly based with the food I was eating but it was also the kind of products that I was using at the time so your general everyday like shop items shower gel two in one three in one four in one that's it yeah all in one and at the end of the day you know sometimes you don't need all those fillers and the extra ingredients that you can't pronounce. What I actually found was any, something more natural based and the ingredients I understood, that is essentially what it came down to. Like I was living in Canada at the time and 
it was that was where I actually found uh, a natural bar of soap that really started to clear up my skin. But the bar of soap was anywhere from ten to fifteen dollars for something that was natural, and like I was willing to pay for it because I wanted to get my skin right. Um, but then when I came back home, it was still niggling in my head. Like it'd be nice to kind of keep it up and you know make it, but I want to kind of make it for myself a bit more affordable. And then it just kind of spread word for word. Friends wanted it, family wanted it, and. You thought, like, you thought uh, there's something there's something in this. <laughs> yeah, like I was kind of thinking, all right, like, geez, there's, you know, if, I know it works for me, like, but if people are looking for it and they're coming back with positive feedback, happy days, you know. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, it started selfishly that I kind of wanted to heal my own skin. But in turn, then now my customers, like, they might have psoriasis or um, they could have, like, a similar skin condition with eczema. Like, a lot of it is a result from what's going on on the inside so it's like a, a signal that your body's given out that there's something wrong maybe with your digestive system or it could be the foods that you're eating but it also plays a role in what you do put on your body you know so that's I, i'm delighted now that people are actually seeing the benefits from it when initially i was kind of trying to solve my own problem you know i suppose yeah that that's probably an interesting one like in terms of seeing benefits like probably something like yours it's not going to happen overnight so like there probably is a you know it has to be a routine it has to be done right so like you're probably spending the first couple of weeks almost nearly you know as you said farmer markets you're you're kind of almost convincing people and and saying look how's it going are you, are you keeping on top of it like so it's probably a couple of weeks before you see someone coming back and saying love the stuff give me another one exactly now like to kind of give it a good example of me not trying to convince somebody because like there's a lot of bigger companies out there doing certain things, you know, like the shampoo bars, like you probably would have heard about them from Lush. Mm. So that kind of, in one sense, is made the public aware of, oh, actually, there's something else that I can use instead of a bottle of whatever it's filled with. And Lush kind of pushed that campaign out. So by the time I was actually going out to markets and farmers, people, were aware. people yeah. had, had the knowledge there was very little convincing I had to do. It was just more the questions they were asking, like, does it have palm oil or is it vegan? And I was like, yep, yeah, look, all these are ticked off. So it's vegan friendly. There's no palm oil. There's no, all my oils are ethically sourced. So like it kind of ticked all the boxes for people. And once they kind of saw the humor as well, I feel that's maybe a little bit uh, of a, a twist that I put on it instead of maybe your your auntie soap or your granny soap you know personality is a huge thing and i think that's probably one of the things that definitely i'll get into how probably i came across you in a while but but in terms of personality and brand you kind of have a great way and you you marry humor with knowing your stuff and backing up and the quality the pictures are fantastic so that personality thing you can't beat that and i've had other people on the podcast where you know we talk about that front person talking at the farmer's market you could get anyone in to do it. You know, you can pay anyone a few pounds every hour to come in and sell it for you, but no one can talk about the product like you um, because you know the blood, sweat and the tears that went into making it. And, you know, there's a reason, as you, as you already said, the background reason for why you make it. So, you know, you can back all that up. Exactly. And, you know, I suppose from somebody that has, you know, if you're setting something up yourself, you're not only financially invested, but you're emotionally invested as well. Like there's there's hours of the day that... I suppose you don't necessarily get paid for in that time and space, but you're building on something that eventually you'll be able to take two days off and not worry about a paycheck coming in. So like, that's the kind of grind 
that you're putting in with like obviously physical time, man hours, uh, emotional and physical. Do you know, there's a, there's a lot to it that the front person would be putting in that you might necessarily see behind the scenes, you know. Um, but yeah, like it's, I do find that like that's my kind of go-to when I'm out in, on a market stall. Obviously, things have changed so much that I'm kind of like, Jesus, I, I hope I can still talk to somebody, do you know, when they, <laughs> when they rock up. But at the end of the day, like, I know for sure that if I was standing at my stall or if I'm standing somewhere in a shop and I had my products there, like, I know the quality is there and there's not much convincing to do. Like, I'd always approach it with a soft sell, you know? Like, I I wouldn't really be like, look, this is what you need yeah. and you need it right now. It's more like, look... And people, people, people in the end of the day don't like to be sold to. They don't like, you know, they like to be... And I think nowadays, especially with the whole move in terms of supporting local and, you know, the push since COVID happened to, to, to buy, buy Irish or whatever it is, I think they want to be a little bit more invested in the company. So by having a face and having a personality, it's not just a logo and a brand and that's it. You know, there's a little bit more to it that 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 will that's that soft sell, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Do you know, like people are actually highly intelligent and not enough credit is kind of given to them because there has been like that little switch and you hear it so often of like, oh, the customer isn't right, always right. Mm. You know, but at the end of the day, like I'm a customer, you know, yeah. but I'm in, I'm in the position of selling products, but I'm, I'm still a customer with other products. So, yeah. you know, like I know what I like. Okay, it mightn't be right 100% of the time, but, you know, everybody feels like they are right to a certain degree. Um, but like picking up on that with the local aspect, um, like probably one of my one of my first bars and probably the most popular bar is the Morning Glory. So it's got um, sweet orange and cedarwood. So it's kind of uh, fruity, but kind of woody, foresty smell to it. But then it's got the coffee grounds in it. And then the coffee grounds originally I was getting from uh, local cafes. So say if anybody had their cup of coffee from a coffee shop, I pick up the coffee grounds afterwards. And it's fantastic because you're then, using then the, instead then, of waste, it, yeah. Exactly. And that's kind of the local aspect. Like you can't get any more local than that, you know. <laughs> but somebody that had a cup of coffee and then they're probably washing themselves with the coffee grounds afterwards. So that's full it. full 360 kind of. <laughs> It's great. Exactly, you know, it's 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 a nice little touch. Like. And, and when did the business start then? When, when when did you actually get up and going? Um so like I'm like officially I'm running two years now, but I've been making the products say for I've probably been doing it for about four years. So I kind of in those first two years that I wasn't really official with the, the website and the page and all that, and it was just family and friends. It kind of gave me an opportunity to figure out right what are my recipes obviously that's all still changing and developing but i'm under i'm on this kind of journey for about four years i reckon yeah and you know but like everybody kind of sees the the side sides of things in the last two years but obviously there's another two years that and where did that come from where did Suds johnson i think i just think it's i think that's fantastic like where did that actually come out of i it just out of my head like do you know what it was i was a pure was brain fart one day <laughs> it was just a brain fart i was like oh do you know what you don't see too often are those like 1950s american salesmen of like hey, <laughs> yeah 
And that's kind of what was in my head. I was like, that's kind of funny, you know? And yeah. And then there was like the twist to it as well of anything I kind of do with to say the names of the bars, there's always like a innuendo that's inside there. So the same applies then for the, the name. So it's Johnson. Um, but yeah, it's it's all just a bit of crack. And in terms of, in 90- terms of innuendo, I was going to see how long I could kind of hold that off. But um, yeah, you're you're risky in some of the stuff. And I thought, and that's what kind of grabbed my attention for the last kind of couple of months of, of kind of seeing what you're doing. But there's risky now and there's what you're doing for the last week now, which you've gone a whole other step in terms of like, I'd say you give Ann Summers a run for her money now, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely pushing the boundaries. You know, like even before this, I, I had kind of, um, I suppose I've sexualized an object that wouldn't normally be sexualized, which would have been a banana. And <laughs> the banana itself would have been on the forefront of all my social media Um say between other um, people on the platform as well as my customers and you know you get the idea banana can be somewhat sexual and then one day I was like right will I just will I do it for the laugh okay I'll just get uh, a, a dick mold a silicone mold that look to be honest they were already molds like they're not my own but <laughs> you weren't out the back the, garden making the mold I, like. <laughs> I wasn't I, I just don't have the time to be doing that you know I'd love to but I couldn't so the thing was, I was like, right, well, I just do it. Nobody coerced me or nobody said, oh, do you know what you should do? And nobody, <laughs> nobody came up and had that conversation with me. But, you know, I had that that feeling that, you know what, it's it's a little bit out there, but I'm just going to give it a go because it feels right. Like there's a lot to listening to that kind of feeling. Um, but say just in terms of the, the soap itself, like it's a penis shaped soap and it's quite even if it's very visual and maybe a little bit too visual um <laughs> but i just kind of thought like you know what i think there's such a, a kind of there's still that kind of little bit of the 1950s ireland lingering around and i think we've kind of come so far from it that i i a dick soap shouldn't really be too offensive I, but i think in terms of like you talked there about being a little bit out there if you look at any brand like you know they'll they'll bring out their products and next thing out of nowhere they'll do something totally outrageous and it kind of doesn't it doesn't suit in or or either that or it changes the whole brand but the fact that you're kind of everything in your brand links in so it's not it's not that it's out of character but it's you know it's a bit more I won't say eye-catching, you know, but like, you know, it kind of grabs your attention a bit more, but it's not too far away from what you do and it ties in with what you do. So I don't think it's, it's not expected, but it'll definitely grab attention. Um, you know, and, and I think that's what you you have done with it, like, you know. Yeah, like in terms of, um, you know, maybe kind of touching boundaries with uh, policies and platforms, it's risky. Mm. But like there's definitely a massive demand for um being liberal so like customers that would buy products from me they're buying it for the humor and maybe the relaxed attitude and the bit of filth in between like as 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 clean as you become with the products people have dirty minds and they just want to (laughs) have like you want to have a laugh so there's a tagline in there somewhere There is. It's, it's don't be a dick. Wash your hands. That's yeah. the tagline. Yeah. And give us a name. Give us a, a list of some of the other ones. You have some other great names in terms of products, and even yeah. uh, you do signs and merchandise and stuff like that. Like, so give a list of some of them there. 
Yeah, so like the the morning glory I've obviously mentioned, but then you got the a favorite in Cork, which is the lucky langer. That's the lemongrass. Uh, I got the minty crack, spelled C R A I C, as an Irish crack. That's peppermint and eucalyptus. So maybe one that you probably wouldn't want to bring down to your your genitals, but go first, each their own. Uh, and then I got other products, say like the deodorant. They're all red as fresh as fuck, but mm. It's spelled F or P-H for, for that side of things. So like all the things that I probably would be doing, there's there's a little bit of um, tongue in cheek, you know, like I have other products that I kind of list um, for future um, development, but all the ones that I kind of have out at the moment, I've trialed and tested a lot of other ones. You know, I had um, Banana Party, which was another one a couple like two years ago. I had cream pie that was uh, apple and cinnamon. Um, and just there's there's a few that maybe didn't quite uh, make the list just in terms of popularity, but the main ones and the best sellers are probably Morning Glory and Lucky Langer. And what's when you kind of name it off there, like the names of the soaps are, or sorry, what like the recipes and the kind of ingredients and stuff like that. It's almost like reading like uh, a food menu, Do you know, in terms of like that, that it's actually there's probably a lot of work goes into that side of stuff it's not just an orange soap or an apple soap or whatever you know there's actually a, a good bit of work probably goes into that like creating a menu and a recipe exactly like there is there's there's so much behind the scenes that you can't necessarily see when you see the final product um but like there's a lot of thought kind of put into this the design of each one so like you know a lot of people won't be able to see this but like i'll just show you with the coffee grounds and mm. um, they're they're kind of they give the illusion of they're floating and they're suspending within the the actual soap itself um there's ways of doing it that you could have it all settled to the bottom but i think it just visually it's nicer when it's all suspended and then there's other ones like the minty crack where i combine two colors to make a kind of swirl it's very visual like yeah it's very visual and it's it's striking you know so like coming down to the recipes like first and foremost, I want it to be functional and kind to your skin. And then after that, if I can make it look nice, happy days. But I always kind of want to bring it back to, right, does it work and does it feel good? Does it make me feel good? Um, but the part of that a lot of people don't see, which is the process of how do the products come together? What are the ingredients? I'm actually taking people on a bit of a journey, which I started on Monday which is I'm going to be making a, a dish soap. So it's one that you're going to maybe wash your frying pan, wash your plates when you're done cooking oh, your wow, dinner. Okay. Um, and I just thought it would be a good idea for people to kind of see behind the scenes of, right, what goes into maybe putting the recipe together, choosing the ingredients, um, having the layout of the final product, what I have in mind. Uh, but what's what I can see already happening is that it's going to start going a different direction than what I had originally planned because now I'm getting the feedback from my customers and it's in real time. So it's going to go on again this Monday. Last Monday, it was kind of like a just asking people questions, right? Do you use hot water, cold water when you're washing your dishes? That'll obviously have uh, an impact with the ingredients I pick. If somebody has hot water, then maybe I don't need to have such a hard oil to make mm. it such a hard bar. If they're using cold water, 
it'll be a little bit different in terms of the ingredients I'll I'll give them options to, you know. Um, but that's that's an interesting one that just I was sitting in the bathtub doing the, the live that time and it was something that came up that are you bringing back the dishes up? And I was like, do you know what? Geez, that might be a good idea, but let's do it together. You mentioned the bathtub there. I think like, so there's two things there in terms of getting feedback from your audience. I'm a huge fan of that. Like, you know, you're actually, and as you said, you're bringing them on the journey with you. You can't, you can't pay for that. Like, you know, because they're invested in your brand and they're invested in what you're doing. And you're almost kind of, not in a bad way, but you're kind of lining up sales at the end of it because they want to try it out because they've had a part in it, you know? But in terms then of the bat, you you kind of go, you get Q&A and kind of um, uh, update kind of videos a bit, little bit different. So you're kind of sitting in the bat with some dodgy lighting and, a, and a, a, I, see, I think I've seen a banana one day. So, but I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Where, where, is, do you find that a benefit? Is it actually, does it actually get a good response? I'm not, I'm not suggesting everyone go and sit in the bat, but it does work for you and your brand. Yeah, like it seems to be, on brand do you know like you were saying anything i kind of do it ties back into it does it kind of fit with the brand is it on brand like in terms of does it suit suds johnson as a whole like in the bathtub essentially could be the character of suds that's his office yeah do you know like any that whole scenario so bringing it to life is i think it's it's a little bit different for people to see but it makes people more relaxed because effectively i'm in a very vulnerable position because when you think about it i'm i'm actually naked in the bathtub <laughs> so you can't get any more vulnerable than that and it's real time of asking people like hey what do you think of this it's a it's a real conversation the the formalities are taken out of it the the kind of the corporateness doesn't exist when it's face to face with a person but like it's it definitely does um it does result in in sales, which is great, you know, but it also gives me real time kind of feedback with, right, is it actually worthwhile having this particular product up or is there a need for the dick soap? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's 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 certain things that will pop up and I'm I'm often surprised in people's feedback because like there was there's some products that I'm like, Jesus you know what i'm not quite happy with it like it's 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 done it's completed it's exactly what i wanted on a piece of paper i'm not happy with it but i'm going to put it out there and see what people think and sometimes it's actually the best seller yeah so it's it's kind of it's a, a strange I th- one i think that's kind of for a lot of similar kind of entrepreneurs and business owners in, in your um in your field like you know that are kind of one man band kind of a thing and doing it all themselves as you are, I think you already mentioned there that you become very emotionally attached to the product so you have to realize like and I think I even have a quote there from you from something I saw before that basically your target market is yourself because you like it Do you know so you're creating something that you like that you think is absolutely fantastic and it could be an absolute flop because it's not what consumers want exactly. yeah and like a lot of that comes back to like I said it previously that you know you kind of have to listen to that feel and the little voice of like no actually do you know what this kind of feels right and even with the products of oh do you know what I don't really like it but it feels right like so I'm going to put it out there and I think that's probably the most important thing that I've kind of started to develop obviously there's stuff I miss and you know there's stuff that I'm still trying to figure out and find my my way on but 
like that little voice of like, do you know what, you're you're on the right path. I can't really see the the end result or the destination, um, but just kind of keep going, you know. And it's that little bit of a reassurance, like, okay, let's kind of keep going, even down to, like, I'll, I'll say it again, but like down to the 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 new bars of the the penis shaped soaps. Uh, it's quite interesting. Like, I actually had a, a group of women message in. There was two girls, and they said. Um, thanks so much for putting up that uh, that shaped soap because we're coming out with our own business and uh, which is going to be kind of like an edible version of it um, and thanks thanks so much for um, setting the tone and I was like okay, Jesus, yeah I, I didn't even realize that you know I was really setting the tone but that, that, that this could be a thing <laughs> it could be a thing you know or like that there's other people in this situation but they feel like it maybe it's a bit it is a little risky you know but somebody like has to go out there and somebody has to push it there's a company somewhere i'm actually not sure, quite sure where they are but they're they're an irish company but they do um they do candles um but they're kind of in you know the shape of women's bodies or whatever they wouldn't be as yeah. as in your face they're actually very kind of elegant looking you know and they're soft colors and stuff like that so I, i'm not sure what could the name of the company i was finding them but um they do a fantastic job of that as well yeah, they're like sculptures and busts. Yeah. yeah, it's like a statue, kind of like with the legs cut off, basically, kind of a thing. Like, you know, they're, exactly. they're like a lot of those are, are quite popular now as well. And down even down to um, there's a lot of mugs and soap dishes that like there's mugs with um, breasts on them. There's soap dishes that might have like a, a labia or something like that. So like there is that kind of your everyday items that are slowly becoming more relaxed and mm. a little bit more sexualized but that's just the openness of society now is that you know it's just well, like okay it's a body part let's go you know well, as you said you bring the fun side of it as well you know and, and that kind of being on brand as you said and you know I, I actually love what you said there in terms of you being in the bat is almost like the character coming to life i think that but you're going to become you know it's the face the brand but it's not just having an ambassador it's you but it's like a do you know, it's um uh, another personality. Do you know, it's kind of a an act. Yeah. But I think that that's actually fantastic, and I think that's a very clever thing for any business to kind of do. But only do it if you're going to do it well, which I think you do. Yeah, like say with the character as well. You know, obviously there's a lot of element elements of my personality that have gone into the the character of Suds, but it also kind of gives me um a, a moment or a space to kind of step back. And there's a bit of separation between, say, my personal life, which I don't necessarily put out mm. too much of. Um, but having that character there allows me then to be more creative, maybe do things that I suppose me as Chris wouldn't normally be able to get away with too much. Mm. Um, but definitely my personality is within the character and then the character kind of comes to life through the mm. products and through social media. I'd say it's gone to even to the stage like I actually didn't know. So I, how I came across it was in terms of networking. Okay, I was I think it was at a networking event, uh, Cork Entrepreneurs Network. But but I actually did because it was always Suds Johnson. I saw Suds Johnson. I saw. Have you gotten to the stage now where you're just being called Suds kind of a thing? Or yeah, people, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've I've had it where like even the, say some of my customers they'd have kids and the kids would be like if I saw them. I've, it's often happened. I've seen them on the street and they're like Suds and I'm like. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> so be very so, careful what name you pick. <laughs> exactly. Do you know? So yeah, like it definitely 
to people's perception anyway yeah if if they call me suds happy days you know it just means that the brand is recognized and maybe me as me as myself or me as the character is recognized as well which you know is always a positive like positive yeah in terms i mentioned there that i mentioned your network and i think that's a very kind of underestimated tool and i think it's it's obviously been made harder it's been made harder in some senses but actually probably easier in terms of the lockdown because you're able to get everyone onto a zoom call don't have to come to a location but i think it's very underestimated too do you get involved in a lot of that kind of stuff or networking or brand partnerships or you know reaching out to other businesses yeah definitely you know like i think it's definitely one of the best tools that you can use like just being nice goes such a long way you know and then being open to like collaboration or just even having a chat with somebody like anything can start developing from there like i'd rather work with somebody than be in competition with somebody because you know straight off the bat you know you'll have their audience and your own audience combined together so you'll get a message out there much faster and and She's, you know, like it does honestly go a long way just being nice and genuine and people find that maybe attractive, not to the sense that, you know, visually you're an attractive person, but more the energy you're putting out there is attractive and kind of people want to be around that. So definitely utilizing the the networking groups, like it's such a class thing to do because you're going to be in touch with people that might set up websites or somebody that might have been a sales rep on the road for 30 years and now they're doing something different but they still have the the key skills and the contacts to kind of maybe open doors that you wouldn't have opened if you met them on the street it's just a totally different um setup than i've kind of come across before which is great like the only problem is i've never i haven't met most of them in person you know (laughs) and that's the kind of person i am I'd be like face to face and she's before all this, I, I'm a hugger, you know? So like not having that is definitely a difference. So I'd say all the people that I've probably met through the, the networking group, I'd say get ready. You know? Like <laughs> there's going to be hugs flying out of me nonstop, you know? Good, good stuff. Um, you kind of mentioned there a while ago about um, the whole vegan free and you know you're very much eco-friendly and I think cruelty free there as well how important was it for you to actually go down that route because I would imagine like it's great to have these on Um, I would imagine there's probably an extra cost involved in going down that route so a lot of people going into your game could probably cheap out and make it quicker and make a, a book quicker but I think it's probably good to have your morals um, so it's obviously it's something you wanted to do so what well, how important was it for you to go down that route massively important like you know when when I kind of do the leisurely things of unwinding and relaxing like one of them is being out by the sea and maybe going for a surf and definitely in the last 10 years or so if I'm just sitting out on a surfboard and I'm just you know enjoying having the moment you're nearly always guaranteed there's going to be a bit of plastic floating by. And like before I kind of set up all this, that was definitely something I had in the back of my mind is right. If I'm doing something, if I'm putting a product out there, there's not a hope I'm going to have plastic on it, or there's going to be something that you can't recycle or you can't reuse. Um, So it was, it was a massive part of doing what I, what I'm doing right now, you know, so down to the tins, 
I have metal tins like geez you can if you don't want to put soap in it you can put your jewelry in it or you can use yeah. it for traveling or whatever um, but there's a second dual purpose out of everything I do even down to the bars of soap like they don't have any um any plastic beads or anything so like I've replaced the plastic beads you'd find in um a commercial bar and I've put coffee grounds in same thing it's just it has that cycle once it goes into the soil it's um it's just put back into the ground you get that full cycle out of it uh, but there's definitely yeah there's extra costs to kind of getting it right you know even down to the packaging i make sure that it's paper it's a 100 recycled and um, the filler is made from wood chips you know it's it's mm. not plastic or bubble wrap uh, there's a lot of things that yeah i've had to do a lot of hunting for to yeah. get the right um ingredients to get the right packaging but once it's kind of done, once you put in the legwork, yeah, there's there's not much to it other than reordering again, knowing that, right, I'm actually, I'm doing the right thing here, you know. Um, but there's definitely there's definitely a lot of um, legwork and the extra costs, I think, are coming down because now it's becoming the new normal um, to kind of have that bubble wrap and stuff. It's an area probably that a customer will seek out for. They, yeah, they want it. Definitely. Like. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know, like... In the background now at the moment, I'm doing um coming up with packaging for retail shops. Okay. So like you will still have the option on the website if you want packaging free. That's the way I'll do it. But the packaging I'm kind of working on at the moment will be like vegetable-based inks. Um and down to the, the box itself will be a fully recycled and recyclable um cardboard box. So like there's a, there's a lot of like behind the scenes kind of like right I want I want to put that all together but I want to make sure it's it's done the right way. And how do you find um how do you find production companies in Ireland for that kind of stuff? Because I find I find with a lot of stuff we're actually kind of still behind. You know that you do unfortunately and obviously with Brexit, it's going to cause another nightmare altogether. You know in terms of getting stuff maybe shipped from the UK or further. But do you find it is hard to source that kind of some of that stuff in Ireland? definitely yeah like even now there's still a lot of um reliance on the uk say take for example like boxes um like the boxes i'd use to put out to to my customers once they receive a product like those boxes they're made in germany but the companies even if it's an irish company they'll source it from the uk yeah do you know which is a little bit backwards and roundabout way of doing it. Like I've tried to get in touch with the German companies and you know, they're, they're slightly unwilling to deal with a small. Yeah. They just want to deal with business. a few clients and that's it. It's not but, yeah, and less it's, orders. It's all, yeah. Exactly. And it's all about volume then as well, you know, um, like I, I could essentially, I have contacts in Germany that they have businesses that could get them to orders and ship it over to me. But you know like it's somebody that's in business like you know obviously you'll put in the legwork to try and get the best results and the best ingredients and stuff like that but sometimes you just don't have the time to spend a week or two weeks trying to source a cardboard box you know it's like it should be be simpler and it should be more streamlined but um i i do think definitely things are changing because like going back to networking um I'm I'm kind of just chatting away with a couple of people and there's a good friend of mine, Vasco. He does a lot of um, cork material products. Mm. Um, 
and he's originally from Portugal. So what he's doing, he's kind of helping a lot of people source some ingredients from Portugal just through his network and through translating. So a lot of people might have ordered ingredients, say from the UK, they've stopped and the tariffs or the customs yeah. charges are they're kind of through the roof considering what the product is. And he's just helping somebody through that networking aspect of, right, I can actually get it for you and you don't have to pay those extra costs because we're still in the EU, you know? Um, so there's definitely, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to it. But I do think it's going to be easier than it is right now, say, down the line to, to source ingredients within Europe. I think it's just the, the language barrier. that I think that's all it is. Yeah. Loads of countries actually have those products. It's just maybe they don't necessarily want to be dealing with somebody that, um, you know, it's not their, their first language. And that's understandable. Whereas, like, I think a country like Germany, like English is nearly on par with their own language. Of course, yeah. Yeah. You mentioned the uh, retail there. So at the moment, is it just purely kind of online? I know the farmer's market element's gone out of it, but where can people actually get your stuff at the moment? So, yeah, so online was kind of primarily what I wanted to do um, just to kind of get it all off the road. Um, but now I'm kind of in chats. Once shops open up again, uh, I'll be going across Munster in Brilliant. a couple of different shops in Limerick and the city as well. Um, but just to kind of finalize the the box for the soaps, um, I'll still give people an option if they want to have um, with or without packaging, because that's kind of one of the core elements of the business, you know. Um, but at the moment, it's all on the website and through social media that I'm kind of pushing things, which gives me, I suppose, a certain degree of freedom with how I can kind of put it out there. But then, like, long-term, yeah, I'm going to want to jump into shops. And and do you, they, when you say monster there, do you plan to attack the, is it the artisan independent stores, or are you hoping to go down one of the chains, or is that the next stage again? Well, to be honest, like, I'm, you know, the, the kind of health food side of things and the health food shops is, is a good kind of market. Ideally, where I'd love to kind of see the products is in surf shops and oh, yeah, okay. yeah. activity shops and stuff like that. Um, but to be quite honest, you know, you're going to get everybody all walks of life going into, say, places like Super Value or your Aldi and Lidl, along with, like, say, your, your health food shops. So I, I'm not like... Not shutting that down. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah, exactly. Do you know, yeah. like like the, the chat about the collaborating, like I'm I'm open to everything, you know, and like I do want to kind of like have a lot of doors open up but like I'd love to see it in a surf shop you know yeah. that's kind of you it know ties, that's it a, ties in with what you do like yeah it makes it sense ties in what, what I do and you know it's kind of like all the outdoor heads it's the same as myself you know um but yeah down, down, down to Tremor now or somewhere and you have about 10 shops in a row and away you go <laughs> there you go yeah even down to Inchidani so Inchidani, you know yeah, yeah brilliant definitely. and um so in terms of then, is it Ireland or have you got, like, do you do much exporting at the moment through the online store or have you ran into any issues or, or how are you finding that whole world? Um, so it's good, you know, like there was a lot of, um, I guess just with the, the lockdown and say with COVID, there was some restrictions with on post, which would have normally done a lot of my um, postal services. So they would have maybe limited to certain countries that I'd normally send stuff out to. So I'd send to Australia, um, America, Canada, like 
they'd be on the cusp of what would be my limits. Like you can't get any further than that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe New Zealand, but um that kind of slowed down then when there was the restrictions were in place. But like I'm always putting products out there, be it Germany, Spain. And are you France. are you advertising into these countries or are you just kind of maybe linking up with places locally or getting the word out like or contacts like is it, do you actually recommend advertising in those areas? So the only advertising I've done abroad would have been say for the UK. Um so I actually did pop a couple of ads specifically to London. Mm. And um, then I done another couple of ads to Edinburgh and Belfast. So I just kind of had an idea in my head in terms of, right, I have a t- target audience. Um, I'm just going to give it a go and see what happens. And then I got a couple of um, maybe more prominent figures like influencers that kind of jumped on it. And then I did get sales out of it. But abroad, further fields like American stuff like that, definitely not. I wouldn't be... Um, advertise anything like that but i can see the names that kind of pop up in the order details usually they're all irish yeah, you know yeah. so it, it does give a good example of how far fields everybody is you know mm. um, and even if you want to buy locally produced you can still buy it even if you're not local you know which, which that's a lovely side of things as well that's come out of it in terms of influencer marketing there do you find what's your thoughts on that it's kind of a very much a dirty word you know influencer at the moment uh what, what, what have you have you engaged in it or are you just people buying it and thankfully putting it up on their social I've engaged in it definitely you know it's it's hit and miss to a certain degree and it's only hit and miss when the person themselves doesn't believe in the product so it, it really comes across in somebody's tone of voice when they're just selling something because they've been handed this product. Yeah. Whereas the best feedback and the best results I've gotten is when somebody actually buys a product themselves and they have a large audience there and they're like, you know what, lads, this is actually worth grabbing. And it's those people like you can hear the genuine tone in somebody's voice. And if they've tried it or not, like, like I said, I go back to like people are, more intelligent than sometimes they're given credit for and mm. um, you know deep down when somebody's trying to to con you or they're trying to hard sell you something you know you'll kind of you'll dodge that like a bullet you know yeah um that that's essentially that it definitely it. doesn't suit like having a you know someone in a car park on top of a sports car with a bottle of a, a bottle of Suds John, or a, a tub of Suds johnson like it just doesn't work like but i think the other area where you probably have to be careful is and we've seen it with some of the big big names in terms of social media is today they're promoting your product and they're talking about how eco-friendly it is and vegan friendly and cruelty friendly and next thing tomorrow they're promoting something that goes totally against the ethos of what you were on about so i think that's where probably a lot of those uh, anyone that's interested in going down the route of influencer marketing has to do their research on who they're approaching. Yeah, exactly. Do you know, like the, the best example I would give is say Steph, my life um, Stephanie mm-hmm. Barry, you know, she's from Cork herself um, and she's got a good audience to back her up, you know? Um, and it, it even came down to like, when she, I didn't know who she was when she initially approached me and I was like, she wanted to buy a product and I was like yeah perfect I didn't hear anything back then for maybe a couple of days what I sometimes do then is I'll be like 
I'll send a message to the person saying here, if you're still interested in ordering, um, maybe here's a little bit off or I'll throw something extra in if you want to grab it. Still not knowing, you know, maybe who the person yeah. is because I'll give everybody the, you know, the benefit of the doubt. You don't know who anybody is. Um, so like when that kind of came across, she was like, no, no, like I'll, I'll buy the products and I don't need any discount. And I was like, yeah, fair enough. And it was then that she put it up like, oh, look, we got these goodies here. And then maybe it was a, a couple of weeks later and it was like, here, I've been trying the products for a few weeks and genuinely, I, I believe they're they're really good, you know. And it's that second kind of affirmation, that second click of like, actually, these products are worth grabbing. Like I saw sales kind of go up from there, you know, and maybe kind of put me into a different category, which would have been women's beauty. Okay, yeah. So like, because there's a male character on it, a lot of people automatically think, oh, it's just for men, you know? It's actually, it's actually one of the things I had down here, I've, I meant to say when we're talking about brand, that you kind of, you've really, in an unusual and a funny and a humorous way, you've you've married the masculine and the feminine side, you know, which is great. It's it's really unusual, but it's, it's, it's good to hear that you're going down that path now. Like very much when I first saw it, it was definitely, it was the shaving aspect of it, you know, for, and it was the men, it was the man in the box and stuff like that. But it's great to hear that it is crossing over for that area now as well. Exactly. Do you know, and like, I suppose that would be maybe a lot of my personality as well as kind of coming into it because sure, like I, maybe one minute I'd be able to, because my background originally is as a mechanic. So I could be <laughs> fix, fixing the machine, but then on the other side, if something mad was happening on a night out, sure there's lots of pictures of me and women's dresses getting dressed dressed up and I said, you know, it's, comic, it's comical seeing you in the bat with the with the, the towel on your head and the glass of wine with the red wine you know it's brilliant <laughs> exactly so you know i i don't think that you know like i can be masculine and feminine at the same time like with what i'm kind of putting out there and how i i have things maybe more visually with the brand and everything because like it, it should be for everybody it shouldn't be for one type or one group of people like i kind of want it all inclusive mm. and even doing the the products themselves like having them that bright color it's actually guys that like there's a whole scientific background and research done on the smells that guys would go for so okay, yeah. men, men are more attracted to like flowery scents and women would be attracted to that more musky and maybe the earthy tones. Mm. So that's why guys have that particular type of cologne because it attracts, say, the, the female, whereas the it's the opposite then, you know. Yeah. It's 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 quite an interesting thing when you come down to the scientific aspect of it. And it's the same with colours then as well. I've had so many guys that were like, oh, the hot pink. Yeah, I love hot pink. <laughs> You know, and it's like, yeah, actually, it's it's a lovely have got, color. Have you got have you got a thing on your website? You know, like uh, kind of send it anonymously to this address. Kind of, you know, <laughs> don't, no, no branded packaging, please. You know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, even down to the, the box as well. You know, I have um, I've written on the box, boxed for your pleasure, and ca <laughs> caution contents are lovely, because like I I do really believe that like once you kind of open a box, it should kind of bring a smile to your but face you do you package it lovely like i've seen it in the pictures where you have the you you know you use the straw you, you put a bit of love and care into it and it's not just fucked into a box and you know 
20 of them sent out today or whatever you know it's it's you do put a bit of love and attention and that as you already said it's that that will give you the feedback and it's that that will give you the payback and and you know we all know how important social media is that's where people are going to go and take the picture before they even try the product that's impressed them already yeah even just the layout and stuff like that and um i've seen like jay woodard from uh hooks hooks truck you know like he does something quite cool which i'm probably going to i'm going to snatch off him as well the idea of um putting the sticker on the inside of the box because it's such a smart thing to do that yeah it just makes sense somebody's going to take a picture of it why not have the logo within um eye shot or as it would be a camera shot it's such a simple thing it's such a simple thing but yeah as you're right like jay i I actually know i actually done it myself there i was down with him the first weekend the open down the hooks and I took the picture and, and it was actually when I took the picture, I not I noticed the logo on the inside, like, you know, and to me coming from marketing, it's not unusual for me, but it just, I did actually, I was like, he done a good job there. Like he thought about that. Like, you know, it was something simple. Like, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like that caught my eye and I was like, fucking bastard. Like that was great. <laughs> why, why didn't I think of that? You know? Yeah. Well, now in future, that's the yeah. way to go about it. So look, I just want to say thanks very much for coming on. Um, really, really appreciate it. Give a plug there again to where people can go and try everything out. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. And thanks for having me on. So if anybody did want to grab a couple of items or even just have a look on the website, it's all under sudsjohnson.com. And then you can find it under the same handle name on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And make sure to spread a bit of positivity on Twitter as well. Exactly, you know. And even (laughs) grab grab yourself the minty crack, you know. The worst thing it's going to do. It'll give your bollocks a tingle. That's it, yeah. Thanks very much, Chris. All the best. Appreciate it, Dave. Thank you.